Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, That was just bizarre, hey? I was like, localized servers? Okay. Interesting. Maybe they got a rocket up them. I was, I was going to try and make some analogy to LeBron passing the record but not being able to defeat the Wizards and uh, I just couldn't get there. No. <laughs> couldn't tie in Russia server farms with uh, the hopelessness of the Lakers. Even the Lakers aren't as uh, – even the Russians aren't as bleak as the Lakers outlook. I've got nothing either, man. <laughs> I haven't watched any basketball in like three days. <laughs> this is what happens when we record on a Sunday night. It's like very – But this very- is also what happens when like every racing series decides. I reckon the weekend of the 19th and 20th, let's put everything on. Like the for- the Formula One is on, the MotoGP is on. Well, rather right the have moment. You, there. Have you slept? Have you slept since Friday, Doc? The twelve hours of Sebring finished this afternoon. The day before, oh, was, the the on, Le Mans people had the- their uh, thousand miles of Sebring, so they've done that as well. Oh, and Milano San Remo, which uh, I watched most of, which is more of a bicycle event than a. Uh, the car event, but it's an endurance event nonetheless. So, which which one was the one Bernie was tweeting about, where the guy was out in front by a super large margin and tried to overtake a, a backmarker and got penalised and ended up coming in second? Was that Sebring? I'm I sure think it was. The Sebring like- was happening, but um, basically, the the Kiwi three times in the last hour had to come back from. He took the lead and then got you know got taken out by a backmarker or or took the lead and then something else bad happened and then and then he ma- he managed to fight back and win the race, but. Uh, Oh, he still managed to win the race. Yeah. Right. Well, that's all right then, I guess. Yeah. As you can tell, I have absolutely um, no fucking content for you tonight. <laughs> I am fucking running on empty, I have to admit. But uh, Well, the the thing that I was like, you know, say I always have a look at the – well, th- there's a couple of interesting things, right? Uh, the Warriors, who just cannot seem to get their five best guys on the court for any – sustained amount of time this season yet just got Draymond back Clay felt like he was starting to rediscover his powers and uh, let's see how you go without Curry Um, yeah I have to say I think that's probably the moment in which I stopped watching basketball this weekend I was like oh fuck off Marcus Smart doing Marcus Smart things fucking Mm, classy classy fucking organisation that you have there Uh, Boston's number one fan Um, so they're they're going to continue to be a Fight around at five hundred and and might finish third or might finish fourth, but uh, I suppose but that's the, the other the, thing. I'm, I'm not that enthusiastic about basketball right now because there's I cannot see a pathway whereby I make up enough points on you to avoid having to send you a bottle, <laughs> a, a bottle of hey, some kind of hey, uh, methylated spirits. Remember, remember at the start of the season when I was going to pay you out after about a third of the season. Yeah, but there's thirteen. There's like every team's got like twelve games left, and um. It's very clear that the uh, the Bucks and the the Sixers in particular are not super interested in the two seed. Uh, 
No. Um, they're, they're both kind of, particularly the Sixers have kicked the clutch in big time. So they're, they're, they're shipping, shipping W's. Um, the dubs, uh, are shipping W's, uh, ship, shipping losses. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, I, 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 I did hear, this one I did hear an other. interesting little theory about is Kyrie showing us what it would look like if we had a 50 game season? Like if you only had to play every, like, if you only had to play three times in ten days instead of six times in ten days or whatever, you know, like if you could, if you could really recover between games, is this what you could do all the time? Yeah, but that's coming out. NBA and players wouldn't do the that. They'd get, they'd just no, practice less pick up and, or something. Yeah, they would. They would just yeah. adjust their level to the you know, the amount of the amount of amount of time that they need. Do you think James Harden is going to be any better? No, that would be like. James Harden and Donkic would actively be uh, against a 40-game season because then they'd have to get fit instead of letting the games do it for them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, uh, the other one was like the middle of the West looks like it, it could get super compressed because if the Warriors drop like yeah, a couple nah, of not, not in. they're not going to drop three games in 10-12. I mean, the, the Warriors are four, are four and six in their last 10, but they are three games mm. clear of the Jazz, who are six and four in their last 10, yeah. who are a game and a half clear of Dallas, who are seven and three, but they had a, they've had a, I think they had that loss on the weekend. Um, they've had two, two losses. Two losses, yeah, yeah. Mm. And the Nuggets, who have been, you know, uh, again, are at six and four. So none of them are, are just. It's only the Timberwolves that are that are racking wins at a ridiculous rate. They're nine and one in their last ten. Uh, yeah. Beat beat the Bucks today, I think. And without they're just Giannis, they're just too bloody far handily. behind. Sorry. That without Giannis, but they beat them pretty handily. Yeah, the, but the Timberwolves are like uh, the jockeying for who do you want in the first round is going to be interesting. Like the the lake. The, the that eight spot, you know, even if Kawhi and Paul George came back in the first round, I don't think the Suns would be too worried because those guys just haven't played, right? Well, the Jazz not- did horrible things to the Clippers. I did, I did yeah. see some of that game. I, have, I have ex- actually have seen some basketball this weekend. How about me? But yeah, that was that was that was a that was some violence uh, that the the Jazz visited on what's left of the Clippers. Because someone said, like the Suns are still. Leading the league in assists, and you know they're they're basically just playing Suns basketball as if the ghost of Chris Paul is on the court, you know, hounding them to play a certain way. Uh, and it's really funny for such a dominant team to have nobody even close to most of the award. You know, they haven't got a Defensive Player of the Year, they haven't got an MVP, they haven't got a Six Man, they haven't got a Most Improved. None of the awards the Suns are being mentioned at all, and yet they're just creaming the rest of the, the, the league. Why are, are they, they why are they still playing? They should phone in the next I mean what yeah. have they got left? Oh they they could literally lose every game, couldn't they? And still not get No, they're on, they're only confirmed as clinched playoff berth. They're not confirmed as I mean I, I'm not quite sure how they haven't clinched the, the one seed. I mean they're literally nine games ahead of, of the of the, the Grizzlies. I guess the other thing too is what they're they're ten games clear of the heat too. So um you know, they're pretty much going to have home court no matter yeah. what. Uh, yeah, but they're just such a low-key dominant team. Like, I guess because Paul's away and then everyone's sort of like, oh, wake us up when Chris Paul gets back or because they made the finals last year and everyone's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the Suns, they're... It's because you know, we've getting- seen these um, dominant regular season teams that don't seem to have any yeah. one great thing about them. And we, yep. whether it's Bud's... 
Hawks or Buds of first generation, earlier generations of the the Bucks. Um, You know, we've we've seen it over and over again. The Jazz is teams that can put together really good regular season performances, but in the, you know, they're not as good a 16-game team as they are an 82-game team. Yeah. And and that's not to say that the Suns literally made the fucking finals last year. Well, but but that's the thing. Like, they're not like that Atlanta team that got to the finals and got Absolutely creamed. Well, didn't get to the finals. <laughs> they got they got swept. No, by. That, that's what it, that's yeah. that's what I mean. Like they got to the to the the what are that was it the second round that they- the second round. It was the second or round or the, the, or the Western or the Eastern Conference. But uh, it- I think it was the Eastern Conference Finals. But they only got there because War broke his hand. Remember the the Wizards yeah. were about to beat him, and War broke his hand, and they they sort of hobbled into the into the Eastern Conference Finals, and LeBron just like. Looked at them like they were peanuts on the, yeah, you know, swept. on the bar and just smashed them. That was the um, old LeBron. Yeah. yeah. Now all we have is old LeBron. Well, it's, it's probably not fair to pin it all on him because he's. I mean, he's still scoring shitloads of points. It's just that uh, uh, they put some terrible players around him. I can't work out right. Is Russ really the least aware player in the whole of the NBA? Like, surely he, he understands that he's not the same guy that he was at OKC. He doesn't seem to, though. He seems to really feel like he's still that guy. I don't know. It, it's it's just really baffling to me that well, he... you of all people should... Uh, the amount of competitive people you hang around with should understand yeah. that, that being a hyper-competitive person is a personality defect. Yeah. Self-awareness is the fucking last thing you want. Mm. Because if you're self-aware, suddenly you'd be able to be aware. Oh, I'm not quite as quick as I used to be. Oh fuck, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not. I'm not quite as good. Oh, that other guy's actually better than me. And yeah. you lose well, the delusional I, confidence to just go straight into straight into any contact that you have to. He he really feels on that Iverson path, right? Where oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Except Iverson was did, more likable. Like Iverson went to the Nuggets, and then who did he go to after the Nuggets? Oh, he went on. He went on a freaking ticky tour. He went everywhere. Yeah, he actually ended up. He, back, just, he ended up back at Sixers for a hot minute. He was on the Grizzlies for a bit. That's right, the Grizzlies. That's I'm pretty sure that was, he was also a Piston. He was because they didn't they trade um, Chauncey for him. That's how he ended up on the Nuggets. Yeah, that's how Chauncey Billups ended up on the Nuggets. They traded they traded AI for Chauncey, and they made that run, that one run before Melo pissed off to the to the Knicks. Wow, that seems like that seems like a lifetime ago. That one it fucking was. Um. Yeah, so anyway, I just want the finals to start. I want to see I want to see the last I don't. There's the, too much the, other the stuff tanking in the- you wait a bit. It's around Easter when the fi- when the the playoffs start, isn't it? I guess so. 10 games. It's closer to uh, 11 12. So that's left. um most most, most teams don't play more than 3 games a week, so that's another 4 weeks. If I scroll We could look this up. Through. We're not going to look this up. Yeah, it's 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 um the tenth of April is the last is the last round games, right? Which is a big, big last day, and there, and there could be a couple of absolute, you know. You and know, they normally have what, a couple of nights off, and then they, like, they open up on, um, I think they open up on TNT. It's like one of those big. It's a little bit like another opening uh, it, opening night. So they have another opening is, night. Is it like is it? It's, it's like two games, and then. And then four games, isn't it? It's like two big games to start. Yeah, and then, and then, then they start. Yeah, then and they then start. And it's needing- like four games every night. Yeah. 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 Well, the only the, like the sport, the only sport I've been watching. Well, is actually, the- no. I'm, I'm literally on this thing, this page I have open in front of me that has the uh, the standings. It actually has the the playoff um, predictor, 
And it says play-in games start April 12, playoffs start April 16. So essentially there's a there's a full week between it, not counting the play-in. So the play-ins kind of go for a, essentially a week. Oh, yeah, that's right. So if you miss the play-in, you get a week to get healthy, yeah. like a, to, to refresh. But as um, Mo Dekil and Seth Partner are fond of pointing out, the front office teams, the, the analysts have to prep for up to four teams uh, for the, if you're that team, if you're yep. the team in second in the um, in the East, you don't know who you're getting, so you've got to oh, prep yeah, for every, right. pretty much every if team you're, you're going. If you're the scout for yeah for for the Suns, you're like oh well yeah. here's your four uh, here's your four things. Uh, one of one of the lovely stories I heard about Pop was uh, I don't know if, if you saw that one was uh, where he told the assistant coach not to get on the plane because. Uh, He'd just recently separated and his kids were basically, you know, missing him and he was about to put his kids on a plane and he was going to get on a plane to go to a game. And Pop said, if you get on the airplane, you're fired. Go back and hang with your kids. And he's like, okay. But it was one of, it's one of those uh, glimpses into how teams divide, you know, divide that work up. And, and and Brown was basically saying, you know, it was one of his his teams, like his scouted teams, you know. So each of the assistant coaches had a, a quarter of the league that they would that they would focus on, and mm. and would be expected to know all the, you know, all the, all the little ins and outs of each team. And that was one of his teams that they were about to fly to. And Pop's just like, yeah, no, don't worry about it, mate. It's just a regular season game. But yeah, it would be it would be almost impossible to like. You would really rely on those scouts and those assistant coaches to to know the minutiae of of a an individual team in that regular season, right? Until you got to a postseason and where you could sort of bring all your coaching and yeah. your analytical, and that's why you know the postseason's so enjoyable, and that's why I actually like the the seven game. I actually really like the seven game series because you do get that that real players and coaches get to figure shit out about the other side and you get that move and then the counter move and then the you know stuff that works in a regular season all of a sudden doesn't work yep. you know the, the the go bear stuff i guess is probably the yeah it's the, big, the biggest one recently yeah. yeah stuff that that works for over 82 doesn't work because everyone can focus and having those one or two players that are you know transformative makes a bigger difference because they're harder to just scheme out of the game Speaking of that, one one thing I found really interesting, and I hate to give the Celtics props, but the way that they've been they're, using- They're going to win um, you a bottle of fucking Terps. I don't, don't know why you should be so upset yeah. with them. <laughs> but the the way that they have taken Rob Williams, right, who's a very go-bear-light sort of player, you know, this, this room protector, very agile, you know, can sort of hang with a bunch of players, and instead of anchoring him to the basket- This is the guy whose nickname was Time Lord, wasn't it? Yeah. Instead of anchoring him to the basket, they're playing him like in that corner three spot and letting him, you know, help defense almost like a bigger, like a bigger Draymond Green, but not not putting him like under the basket so that if his player goes out to the three point line for a pick and roll, you know, you get dragged out. Like it's harder to drag that guy out in the in the um, in the corner three spot to run a pick and roll. And so they're they're sort of using him in a place where he can't get can't get drawn into the play as much, but can still come and help. But he's not like that first line of defense; he's like a second line of defense. I just, I just find it fascinating why 
some a team like the Jazz wouldn't look at that and go, well, let's just copy it and see whether it works. Like, yeah, you can do they, that they, with the Robert Williams, though. You can, you can. I mean, Rudy Gobert has been an all star doing yeah, what he does, like he and has, has got to be has to keep doing what he's doing, yes. sort of thing. You can't just change him up. Yeah, his um his ego will be such that you can't. You know, he wouldn't. He's not going to be out. You know, ferreting around on the perimeter. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That that's a good read. Yeah, he he's not going to want to go out of the out of that first line of defense because that's where his name's being made. And you can also tell a player on the up and up who's you know trying to establish themselves in the league in the league. You can tell them what to do more than you can tell somebody who uh, is being paid like a franchise cornerstone. Yeah, I mean that's I mean it's also why you know Frank Vogel was essentially going to be fired for um, wanting to play Russ off the bench because. You know, and you think back to Mello refusing to come off the bench when he was at um, when he was at the Rockets, or laughing at the idea of coming off the bench because they're just they're, yeah. they're you know they they believe that they're above that shit. Well, and and Mello was pretty much out of the league for yeah, yeah. what 18, 18 months, two years before he sort of like realised that his only way back into the league was playing off the bench, and it has you know he hasn't had a. Um, uh, Who's the 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 Raptors guy that played for everyone in the late part of his career and was like a, the perfect role player? Ah, uh, not Lou Williams. Nice. No, no, the the guy that can dunk all over the place that left the Raptors real in a really bad Vince Carter. Vince Carter, yeah, like so. Vince, <laughs> How you did know, you Vince forget Car- Vince Carter's name? I don't, don't it's know. Been a, it's, it's been a rough weekend, of- hasn't it? <laughs> it has been, yeah. Um. Yeah, and Mello had two really useful, productive years in, in um, or a year and a half in um, in Portland, back when Portland was useful and productive. I actually thought he had a a pretty like he hasn't had a bad year for the Lakers. Like he's been hitting threes at a at a reasonable clip, and I think he's essentially been the same player he was he was in Portland. Yeah. but they need him more in yeah. Uh, LA. Yeah, when 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 you're relying on Mello, then maybe that's a good indication of your season's not going that well. When you're relying on Mello and Russ, <laughs> it's fucked. Uh, all right. Um, any other motorsport takes? What was no, the best I don't share my motorsport takes week? on this podcast. There's no point. Because <laughs> I just nod my head and go, uh-huh. You did, uh-huh. You, it, it's, like, it's like your touch football takes. I mean, it's like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? No, I think, I think you're, you're running completely. I think the offense you're running is, is complete nonsense. You need to do this, this, and this. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um. I did like my only uh, take is that I wish it wasn't all on at once. I, I did like the um, the uh, Zoolander Formula One promo. Oh yeah, more blue used. steel than the fucking BHP steel um, Port Kembla. D- does it go strictly on standings from last year? Like is they it normally like run at championship order. Yeah, yeah, but okay. it does give them the say- opportunity to run the um, the Chinese kid who's running who's in um, in at Alfa Romeo. They have an opportunity to run him first, which I think is probably good because you know that's that's the biggest uh, potential untapped audience for the entire series. Of course, is the uh, People's Republic. They do have the odd person who's yeah, I, I, a potential uh, a potential I, I meant, fan. I, I'd, I'd meant to ask you whether that you know, like whether you run the hot young thing at four, you know, in that fourth spot, you know, so you have your top three, but then you run. The, the fourth last spot is like the up and coming young guy, and the guy that's in the fifth last spot's like, well, 
fuck you, mate. I actually came fourth last year. Yeah. How come you get ahead of me? No, I think, I think they, they tend, uh, you get, it depends on how they frame the photos because it t- depends on how long and lingering the, the look back over the shoulder or the turn. It was interesting that the only person yeah, who was allowed right. to smile was Verstappen as, as the world champion. Everyone else had had to look really kind of slightly constipated. <laughs> Uh, the anthem st- still bangs, though. It's a, it's the, the the fucking Marvel superhero music still works. I mean, uh, they don't want to lean in, into any further into the Netflix bullshit because I mean, there's a lot of of chat about how um how you know how it's affecting the the, the sport by uh, being obsessed with the idea of chasing narrative over over actual you know sporting outcomes. It seems to have had a pretty big effect on the U.S. market because well, it seemed that, like the U.S. market that. was- they, they, they said, you know, it's a remarkable thing. And they said, it's now got almost as many fans as IndyCar. And I thought, well, the way people have been talking about it, it's like it's now bigger than NASCAR. And it's only, I mean, if it's only just about just as big as IndyCar, which is still a fair way behind um, NASCAR in terms of popularity, although IndyCar's had a, had really, really good growth in the last couple of years. It's, mm. um, I, I think it's, it's a little bit like basketball. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff on the periphery. There's a lot of people who, you know, follow it on Twitter and, you know, follow Woj and, and do all that sort of stuff. But the number of people actually watching the fucking games is not as high as it probably should be. And it might be like, I think it might be like that with um, with Formula One. There's lots of people watching Drive to Survive and banging on about Lando and, and De- Danny Rick and, and Lewis and Max and all this kind of stuff. But people aren't but necessarily actually, actually watch watching the fucking racing. Well, the, 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 the thing that I sort of found is a lot of my podcast feeds are also now like, and come and join me from this basketball podcast and X, who is a motorsport person, on our new Formula One podcast. Oh, like, yeah, the um, the No Dunks uh, boys have got one like that, like, and it's fucking- The No Dunk? No breaks. It's, it's bad, is it's, it? It's, 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 I'm not the it, audience. Is it, like, is it like me watching Formula One and, and doing a Formula One podcast? Oh, no, it's it's but it's probably more aimed at people who have- who, who literally the people who've come to the series from um, from Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. So, you know, th- that's fine, but I'm not the audience for that. You know, I, I'm, I want to hear, mm. you know, technical bullshit. You know, I, that's why I, I, when, I, yeah. when I watch Formula One, I've actually got, because of the subscription that we get through Spark Sport, it actually gives you Formula One live on the Formula One website, which is a little bit more technical than the, the Sky coverage. The Sky coverage tends to be, you know, full of old ex-British racing drivers, you know, chortling away at each other you know it's, it's not quite footy show but it's it's certainly not not as good as it could be whereas um f1 live seems to have a slightly more intelligent uh, approach and, and has a really good technical guy, technical guy called sam collins um who's who's very good and also quite entertaining so um it's it's kind of uh, it's certainly my, my preference for for watching the f1 well, over fucking well, I, watched, Croft. Uh, I watched a lot of uh day three and four of um like watched and listened to a lot of day three, four of the test match because it looked like it was actually going to be yeah a result. And which, then the ball turned into already- a dog toy and the, the pitch turned into a road <laughs> and that was the end of that. It's interesting that there yeah. were such strong reactions to that. Like there was people saying, you know, I, I, I saw it being tweeted by Malcolm Conn, so it was probably dog shit, mm. but this was just like, the Duke's ball should be banned. Like maybe maybe settle down a little bit. Maybe, maybe on those decks and the – the Pakistan Cricket Board need to need to look at what Australia have done and gone mm. for something like a kookaburra that's a little bit more hard wearing. Yeah, well, I don't know whether the next pitch is really going to give you much more of it because it is also looks like the off white 
wall that I've got sitting in front of me. Yeah. There's not much green on it. But it was like it was really compelling. Like even the until it sort of it, it was clear that it was What's the start of the final day? And you could tell within the first yeah. the first couple of moments that oh yeah. I know how this is gonna end. Oh, I'm pretty I'm yeah. I've got a pretty clear idea about how this ends. So there was there was a couple of things and they really should have give, given uh Swepson a go in the first test to get all these kinks out before yeah. he played a game where where he would actually have to try and win them the game. Like, let him play on a road and just bowl a shitload of overs where he gets used to bowling to test players. Uh, he looked tight in his first spell in the last innings. He looked a lot better by the end, but by that time, those guys were set. And it just seems like, and Pat, Pat's actually talked about this, where he's like, if if you can get to that 30 40 range or if it's in test cricket it might be that 50 60 range but there is a point where batting just becomes easier where you feel more confident you feel more secure you feel more at home with the conditions you're reading the pitch really well and even if the pitch starts to get worse you're adjusting to it ball by ball like you're adjusting with it rather than coming into it um fresh like if you come in and the pitch is just like absolutely ragging it's a lot harder than if you've got a hundred and you've slowly watched the pitch get worse and worse. Um, and that's why the Pakistani captain was like, just, a, 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 that was an amazing knock because he just basically stayed there and made sure that they were always bowling to one guy that was used to the conditions. Um, Cummins is just like a level above, you know, like every time they needed an extra effort, it wasn't Stark. Like Stark just could not find something out of a lifeless pitch. It's Cummins. The, Cummins is the guy that it just does not matter what the conditions are. He will find something. But they just dropped their catches. If they'd made their catches, they would have won that game easy. Yeah. Um, you know. So that that's like if you if you drop a few catches and you get a draw, then that's the way it's going to be. Um, yeah. Anyway. I I enjoyed, but oh, sorry. The the bit that I was going getting to was it was really pleasant listening to uh, Collins and Jeff Lemon with guys that I would normally that. be on on a Sky. Like it was a, a a blend of the Final Word and Channel Nine. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, the the but, host the, the world feed from the host broadcast was actually decent. Uh, they they you they had some people I really wasn't expecting to hear from, like. Um, mm. They had Rob Key, the former England bat in the, in the early noughts. They had, yeah. um, I mean, Waco Eunice is always kind of thereabouts, but they also had Kasprovich. Yeah. Well, that, that was the interesting a, one, right? A combination was of people. That, that One of the Pakistani um, ball-by-ball guys was like, uh, you know, what, what's going on here? When the ball wasn't reversing, he's like, you know, what's, what's Cummins thinking? And Kasper's like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, come on, mate. We've got you in here because you're the fast bowler that was a subcontinental specialist. You're supposed to fucking give us an opinion. And Casper's like, I don't have a fucking clue what to do on this bitch. It was so funny. Yeah. He was just brutally honest. He was like, I've got nothing for yeah. you. This and is this the kind of, like- that, that famous, that sort of famous story of Kasperovich, you know, almost, you know, half dead from fatigue, having to kind of whip himself like a horse at the top of his run up to make yeah. him. It, it's, it's that kind of deck. Uh, but yeah, just the fact that he was like, "I have no insight for you at all," no. and the ball, poor ball by ball guy going, "But that's why you are here. <laughs> We've literally brought you to Pakistan yeah. to have some insight, and you've got nothing for me." No, just, but the point is, the pitch was really so fucking moment. garbage that it was just um, yeah. There was, there was no insight to have. 
Uh, all right, Doc. Uh, shall we come back and talk some tunes? We could do that. I, I better not have a, a large whiskey like I normally do, but um, I will return. All right, then. Cheers, folks. See ya. Gaddy has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know.